Most of us in healthcare are warm, caring people who are committed to keeping our patients safe and doing no harm. But there are some among us who do the unthinkable and betray our noble profession. On this podcast, we like to shine a light on the good and the bad. Each week, I'll be joined by another healthcare professional, and together we'll dive into these stories while chatting about nursing and healthcare along the way. I'm Tina, a registered nurse, and this is Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. Started with this, we're, we always start out on Good Nurse, Bad Nurse with the bad, what I call the bad nurse story. It's the, the sort of true crime story. This one, I thought since this is the first time I've done this live on TikTok and Facebook, I haven't forgotten about you, Facebook. I know you're over there. I, it's just there's so much going on. I can't, I can't possibly talk to everybody all at once. But I wanted to keep it, uh, I guess, a little bit PG-13. I mean, it's a, it's a disturbing story, no doubt about that. It touched my heart directly, and I'll, I'll get into that later. But this is the story of uh, Novus Healthcare Services. It's a fraud scheme from the state of Texas, which actually happens to be where we're going to do the BODCON in Austin. So what happened here is that in 2018, the federal government uncovered a massive fraud scheme in which a company called Novus Health Services in Frisco, Texas, was found to have submitted over $60 million in false claims to both Medicare and Medicaid by billing for patients that would have otherwise not been deemed eligible for care under government standards. So stop and think about that for a minute. They're billing. This is a hospice. This is a hospice company. And they're probably like billing for patients who are dead already or something. No, they're billing for patients who don't qualify for hospice. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So they are. Yeah. When we get into it, it's really disgusting what these people did and shocking. Absolutely shocking. But let me just tell you something. You don't cross the federal government. I've I've been doing this podcast long enough to know (laughs) that if you in any way, shape, or form, try to double-cross the federal government uh, by, you know, Medicaid, Medicare fraud, over-prescribing opioids, whatever it is that you think you're going to get away with and make your millions of dollars doing that, you're going to end up in prison. They will come after you. They are looking for you. Trust me. Especially with those uh, 84,000 IRS agents now. So. Mm -hmm. So basically, that's where we are. The government uncovered this massive fraud scheme through through an investigation, and a nurse by the name of Jessica Love, uh, she was a registered nurse and a case manager for Novus Health Services. That company had been shut down for several years before all of this happened due to this investigation. She admitted to participating in the over-medication of two patients who died from high dosages. Okay, so again... I'll remind you that these are patients who technically did not qualify for being in hospice care. And so what she admitted to is that she deliberately participated in the overmedication of two patients and they died from those high dosages. She was facing up to 10 years in prison when this happened. Court documents showed that Novus's owner, the owner of this company, Bradley Harris, who's not a doctor, He's a he's not any sort of a healthcare professional. He's an accountant, okay? 
According to several articles, a scheme was developed to admit as many patients into hospice care as possible. Of course, this is a hospice company, and he's wanting as many patients as possible to be admitted into this, you know, for this company because they get a lot of money. Medicare pays out a lot of money for this around-the-clock hospice care as opposed to just routine home health. So, but here's the thing. Hospice owners lose money if they have to provide patients with continuous care for too long. So it's sort of a balancing act. They want to get the patients in, but they don't because they get a a, a big influx of money. But then they start losing money if the patients stay alive too long. Oh, yeah, of course. I I can see that. I think that there's there's a big disconnect with like keeping patients sick versus getting them Mm -hmm. healthy, because after they get them healthy, you don't have a customer anymore. Right. Right. And if you think about this, the, when, when the federal government says here, we get, we're going to, if you take on a patient that you're, you're going to care for them throughout the end of their life and try to keep them comfortable, we're going to give you lots of money to do that. We know it takes, you know, 24 seven care. That's a lot, right? So that takes a lot of money, but they give you all this money and then it starts costing you money to care for this patient and you, are like, well, I don't really want to blow through all this money. So come on, this patient, you're lagging around here forever. I'm going to need you to move on, right? Because you're going through the money, right? That's pretty dark. That's exactly what we're talking about here. And this is really hits home for me. My father-in-law just passed away this past year, and he was on hospice for about six months. And we... You know, all of the hospice nurses were wonderful, but it was not easy having him at home and and just watching him go through that. So this, when I read, oh gosh, talk about sickening. It's just so disgusting to think that these people took advantage of these, you know, very vulnerable people and their and their families. You know, um, and I'm I'm really thankful for the for the federal government for once <laughs> uh, for stepping in and doing something about this, but. The nurse told investigators that this the owner of the company, Mr. Harris, gave orders about patient care. Now, he's not a doctor. I'll remind you, remember, he's, a, he's an accountant. He was giving orders about patient care, including drug dosage amounts and when they should die. The nurse told investigators, he, she said that he would instruct nurses to intentionally over-medicate patients with sedating medications with the intent to hasten their deaths. Dang. Mm -hmm. The nurse also provided text messages between her and another nurse that took place regarding the care of a patient. And in the messages, she ordered the nurse to turn off a patient's oxygen, increase Ativan and morphine, and roll the patient onto their left side, and then texted that the technique, quote, quote, works like a a little charm. Oh, man. So this nurse, right, and this nurse that we're talking about, she's being indicted as well, but she's rolling over and, and talking in order to get a lighter sentence. She's exp- she's telling everything she did, and this is part of it. She's saying, yeah, here's a text. She's providing, like, a text message. Like, this is a text message between me and another nurse where she told the nurse exactly what to do, how to administer the medication and what to do in order to help hasten the death of this. And I know Joan uh, gives hospice a bad name. I understand that, but 
the thing is that the vast majority of nurses and hospice nurses and all nurses and all healthcare professionals, I believe, are really wonderful, caring, giving people that go into it because that's how they are. And that that is the majority of people. These people come along and yeah, they there are going to be a few bad apples. Uh, We have to recognize that this stuff happens, right? We have to. I mean, what if you are the nurse who this hospice nurse is talking to? She she was a director. She's the boss. What if your boss is telling you, hey, you know, this guy's really sick. We need to, we need to, you know, really help him to be comfortable. You need to be giving this dosage and this dosage. And you're in your gut somewhere is telling you something doesn't feel right about this. I don't, is the doctor saying this is okay? Like you just have all sorts of bad feelings about this. Listen to your gut because these these people are going to jail. These people are going to prison. On the Mm. NFLEX and even throughout nursing school, it's just about safety, right? It's just about safety. It's all about a safety exam. And so what, what Tina is highlighting here is Something pretty crazy because this is like the bad nursing story, the uh, the really deep, like, you know, other side, the dark side that, you know, don't get highlighted a lot. And this is an interesting story. They're basically a hospice. Hospice care is, is telling the director who's an accountant, telling them, the nurses to overdose these clients. And guys, it's your license on the line. Once you pass the NCLEX, it's your license because you gave the drug. And it's not the, oh, someone so-and-so told me or the doctor told me. Like, you guys have to question these things, especially if they're going to kill someone, right? Are you thinking about going back to school to get a master's degree, maybe a family nurse practitioner degree? Well, it's so important to choose the right program. Samuel Merritt University's MSN FNP program has a 100% employment rate after six months. Unbelievable. And Samuel Merritt University has been kind enough to continue to sponsor our podcast. And they want us to let you know they're continuing to offer a $10,000 scholarship to anyone enrolled in their MSN, DNP, or family nurse practitioner programs. If you're interested in getting more information about these programs, you can visit them at smumsn.com. That's smumsn.com. And of course, we'll put that link on our website if you want to just go to goodnursebadnurse.com. I also wanted to remind you that if you're interested in travel nursing, to go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile so you can see what kind of jobs are out there. And you can also see what they pay, the stipend, the hourly rate, all of that. I'm a travel nurse now with Trusted Health, and I absolutely love working for them. So go to trustedhealth.com, be sure and put forward slash good nurse so that they'll know that we sent you there and fill out a profile today. It's not just your license on the line. Look, it's your freedom too. These people are going to prison. You can go to prison for, for administering medication that you should have known was inappropriate to give to a patient because it's going to, it would have caused them to die. We, you just, you know, you're passing this NCLEX, you're studying all this. Think about all the things that you're learning. Think about all of the difficult material that Mike tries to teach you all the time. Yeah, it's really complicated. That stuff is hard. You're, you're expected to know that these medications could hasten someone's death. You're expected to understand that morphine reduces respirations. You're expected to know that morphine lowers blood pressure and that you, you can't just give massive amounts of these medications to someone, and, you know, who, who's in a vulnerable situation. You just can't do that. Um, and you, there, it is not an excuse to say the doctor told me to. And especially in this case, because look, as we're going to get into the story, you're no, you're not even going to believe because it's unbelievable. It's crazy. All right. So what happens next here? 
Well, the, that particular patient where she told him to turn on the left side and give the Ativan and the morphine, that patient did die within five hours of those text messages being sent. And then according to another article, these aggressive medication practices that were employed by Novus were to, quote, ensure that the beneficiary's medical records contain documentation that would justify billing Medicare at the higher continuous care billing rate. So even though it was proven that the administered medications were altogether unnecessary in most cases, and even more disturbing, the nurses who reported the deaths were often congratulated by the owner. One nurse reported that upon relaying the news of a patient's death to the owner, she received a text message in response that simply read, nice work. These are not, this is not a doctor. This is not a nurse, not a doctor, not a healthcare professional. Again, the owner of the company, he's an accountant, and he's directly involved in these in this decision-making process. And these nurses are listening to this man and taking orders from someone who is not even in healthcare. All right, NCLEX tip number one, never listen to an accountant or even a doctor who wants to overdose your client, right? It's... It's the client, your number one objective on the NCLEX and in nursing school is to keep your client alive. That's, that's it. That, that's, the NCLEX is just a safety exam. So you have to question this. So in this story, they're just telling, hey, overdose the client, kill them off so we can get compensation and then move on and create like a mill. This is kind of disturbing. This is really disturbing. It's like a morgue. It is very disturbing. I know. It is, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's a real story. This actually happened. This just concluded just recently, just a few weeks ago. Um, the CEO admitted to knowingly ex- exceeding the Medicare aggregate hospice cap. So there is a cap, I guess, in 2014 by enrolling an influx of patients and negotiating an agreement with vendor express medical supply that gave him access to confidential patient medical information in exchange for using the company's laboratory services and home health visits. So let me explain what I just said. This CEO of this company went to another company and said, Hey, express medical supply. If you'll give me the list of the, of your, of the people who are using your services, then I'll let you, we'll let you use our services. In other words, they're, they're exchanging favors and they took the, this confidential patient list and they started contacting his wife, the CEO's wife and other Nova staff contacted individuals with this information to bring them on as hospice patients. That's how they were, they were basically recruiting these people who didn't qualify to, to be in hospice. But guess what? They had doctors on their payroll who would say they did qualify for hospice. That's disgusting, is it not? So there was a, it's kind of like when they hired doctors in the 50s to be like, hey, smoking's good for you. And the doctors are smoking. So they're paying off right. doctors to tell them like, oh, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this, this patient applies for hospice. Dude, this is like such a big scam. When did this happen? This is in 2018. Oh, this just happened. Oh, the that, it, that the investigation basically they start they started arresting people in 2018, but it, they just sent, uh, handed down all of the sentences just a couple of weeks ago. That CEO testified that he and one of the nurses, instead of physicians, decided which patients would be admitted to or discharged from the Novus Hospice program and which drugs and dosages they would receive. So, in other words, they would call these people who are on this list, who they know are very sick people. And they Mm -hmm. would say, 
hey, we think you would qualify to come into the, you know, for this service. You, you qualify for hospice care. We will come and we'll, we'll send nurses to your home, if, you know, several days a week and we'll be available 24-7 for you and we'll help keep you comfortable. They talk people into going into hospice, then to what? Give them overdoses of morphine and Ativan and, in order to kill them. Oh, my gosh. What the, this is like a horror movie. This one should I know. be reproduced. Yeah, so he and and the nurses are deciding, you know, oh yes, you definitely qualify for hospice, and here you need this this much morphine and this much Ativan, and they used pre signed prescription pads that were filled out by several of the doctors to to order whatever medications they deemed necessary, like morphine, Dilaudid, Ativan, whatever they they you know felt like. They were paying these doctors these exorbitant you know, basically paying them off, but they were um, disguising the payments as as if they were medical directors, like the salary, like if there were salaries for them to be a medical director for the company. Oh, my gosh. Um, He also said that um, the doctors were signing uh, certification documents for patients without conducting the required face to face examination. So we even have to say required. Of course, it would be required that a doctor would do a face-to-face examination of a patient before deciding whether or not you qualify for hospice. They were just, they weren't, they weren't even doing that. They're just signing the certifications. Um, he said he was paying them kickbacks disguised as medical director salaries for keeping this going. And in one example, a medical director signed 19 certifications in one day that would have required him to travel almost 200 miles before 1.30 p.m. And then another employee of Novus alleged that she completed face-to-face evaluations in Texas on dates that she was on vacation in Mexico or Hawaii. Damn. So that's how they knew they weren't really you know, performing these face-to-face evaluations because, you know, they're like, wait. You were in Hawaii this day. How did you say that you did a face-to-face evaluation? If you're a nursing student and are going to be taking your NCLEX, always question the order that's, that's not safe for the patient. That's rule number one, really. Yes, and I think a lot of nurses, especially new nurses, especially new So new grads, many new nurses you, right now. You're, you're, relying on, you're relying on your coworkers. You're relying on your colleagues. You're, th- those doctors, those providers, they are your colleagues. They are your coworkers. They make mistakes. They may not have any ill intention, but they may make a mistake. And it's, it's scary for us, right? That's why when you get, when you get hired on at a hospital, you have got to demand your full orientation with a preceptor. You have to. People, so many times, new grad nurses get on the floor and they start working and they'll work a few weeks. And then the nurse manager, guess what? They'll start going, you're doing so good. You're doing great, man. You are a rock star. You got this. And then they get, you know, the the new grad gets so like puffed up with pride because they're just like, wow, they're telling me how smart I am and how competent I am. So you almost want to buy into that and be like, okay, yeah, I can come off orientation early. I got this. I can handle this. Don't listen to that. That's just them selling you a line because they want you on the floor. They want you in their numbers. They want you. They don't care. They really don't. So demand your full orientation with your preceptor. Ask questions and don't be afraid to question something if your gut is telling you something's wrong. I mean, and, and so many people are, are commenting here. There was an ICU nurse that got five patients, five of them. 
And you're only supposed to get two. Guys, you have to advocate for not only your patients, because that's not safe for them. It's not safe for you and your license. They're going to get hurt. You're going to lose your license. You can even be uh, in prison for making a mistake like we saw uh, with a few cases Redonda. this year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, you guys, we, we have to start putting our foot down and, and demanding um, that we have to say no. I mean, we have to. If we if we continue to just go, okay, I don't want to lose my job, so I guess I have to take this, they'll keep doing it. They will. They will keep pushing the limit. They. I've seen that too many times. So, Lord, don't get me on that soapbox. <laughs> getting, getting back to the story. Um... Yeah, getting back to the story. So the indictment also said that physicians that were employed by this hospice facility basically provided little to no oversight of the patients. They didn't even, they didn't really see them. They were just signing certif- certifications and whatever they needed to. And the nurses were basically just administering whatever they felt like or whatever the owner of the company felt like, the accountant crunching numbers, felt like they needed to be doing. CBD Stat, they're amazing products. Love them. They support our podcast. Their CBD product is some of the absolute purest CBD out there. And some of my friends use it for headaches. I personally use it for foot pain. It helps with some people with their back pain. It's truly an amazing product. And they are so good to healthcare professionals. Such a good company. You know, I was able to use their product for the first time after you and I returned from Washington, D.C. for the Nurses March. They provided me with some samples. And I used it on a sore knee and then later on a sore wrist. And it helped so much. My daughter even uses it on her back for her scoliosis. And it really does help. That's amazing. And of course, their products are 100% THC free, which is great for travel nurses who have to take a drug test every three months. They only offer very strong CBD greater than 1,000 milligrams. If you're interested, you can go to cbdstat.care forward slash good nurse, bad nurse. That's cbdstat.care forward slash good nurse, bad nurse. Be sure and put the forward slash good nurse, bad nurse in there so they'll know that we sent you there. So also, according to reports, Novus offered salaries or other forms of payment to physicians and assisted care facilities in return for patient referrals that would have otherwise been sent elsewhere. And so there were some email exchanges involving one of the facility's medical directors, and they unveiled that patients were regularly sent to Novus um, in return for promotions or pay raises. And so it's it's just insane. It's crazy. You you cannot do how do you why do you have to even tell someone you can't do this? These people had to know. You can't say, sure, I'll I'll send more patients your direction if you'll give me a raise. That is illegal. In case you didn't know, I, that's insane. I can't believe this many people were because there are a lot of people involved in this. I mean, when we get to the end of it, you, you, you're not going to believe there are so many different people involved in this. I have to believe that some of them were probably like, oh, I didn't know it was. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like there probably were some that really were kind of bamboozled by they were. If you go all the way down the chain there, those people were not making millions of dollars. They were just doing what they were told. That's you have to question every. This is why the NCLEX specifically just tells you, like, when are you going to question to keep your client alive? And this is the reason why fundamentals in nursing. I know, like, it was a long time ago for me, but probably for you guys too. But 
the fundamentals of nursing really go over advocacy, beneficence, basically being nice and doing what you would do to any client uh, out of safety, as well as advocating for their own health and keeping your clients safe. Like everything inside the story is you're told to overdose a client. You're told to, <laughs> dude, pay people off to bring you patients. Like that doesn't make any, oh my gosh. It's a money, it's like the mob. This is yeah, crazy. It, it, yeah, it is. It's disgusting. Well, by two, 2022, this just happened. 13 defendants in total were found to have been involved in the scheme and have been sentenced to a combined 84 years in federal prison. If you combine all of their years that they got Harris, which is the, he's the CEO. He received more than 13 years in prison for one count of conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud and one count of healthcare fraud and aiding and abetting. One of the doctors was convicted at trial of one count of conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud. There was another medical director that was a doctor convicted of one count of conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud. So we what bothers me about this, and there were nurses, there was a triage nurse pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy, director of marketing, There's there was a, an LVN, uh, lots of registered nurses on here that basically it's conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud. Where's the homicide charge? As well, I, know. I know. They were overdosing people. Yeah, on them. purpose. Oh, yeah. You you know, just because someone is in hospice does not mean that you get to kill them whenever you want to. I'm sorry, but that is not the, that's not how that works. So I really I am almost looking for like now that the federal government is finished with their part of it, this whole financial part of it. I totally wonder. Are maybe some local charges going to come about? Maybe the state of te- Texas, are they going to come after them or because they you know, pleaded. Some of them did not plead guilty. Some of them actually went to trial. They were found guilty. And some of them pleaded guilty in return for, you know, a lighter sentence and given, you know, testimony against each other, basically. But I wonder if like the state of Texas could not bring homicide charges against them. Because I mean, come on, that is exactly what it is. These people didn't even qualify for hospice and you're putting them in the hospice program and then deliberately killing them. That's that's crazy to me. Like, if you guys are taking your NCLEX, the best way to fail your NCLEX really is to not be safe. So killing someone on the NCLEX, this seems like the uh, like the Bizarro World version of the NCLEX where it's like, oh yeah, take money. It sounds like the mobsters, right? Take money and then kill them. And I'm, I am actually surprised. It, it looks like this LVN here got 96 months in federal prison. No one got charged with actual like murder or first degree or I just wonder if that's not coming, you know, or, or did they, you know, maybe to have some sort of an agreement, but like, I, that's I, like, I, it, I it almost, wasn't like an accident either. It was like, there was a conspiracy oh, no. to actually kill hospice clients for money and then just swap them out for the next set of, dude, this is crazy. That's my point. It's just so like this whole story you know, on the surface, you look at it, oh, it's a Medicaid fraud. There's that's another Medicare, Medicaid fraud story. But when you really dig down into the story, you realize, oh, my gosh, uh, look what's happened. You know, I think about my father-in-law who's in hospice and think uh, if 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 this came to light, if we all realize that this our my father-in-law, my husband's father had gone through this. Can you I can't even imagine the trauma, the emotional trauma we would be suffering right now. This is terrible. So it's really kind of shocking. I know it says 84 combined years. I don't think it's enough. 
Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, at, at least with the um, Redonda case, like, she, it was an accident, right? Um, and, and nurses make medical mistakes all the time. And, guys, on, on the NCLEX, they're just trying to see if you're a safe nurse and you know how to catch errors to keep people safe. In this case, you know, it was intentional to overdose people. So if you guys know, like, opioids, like morphine with the O's, look for the O's, right? Hydrocordone or hydromorphone, O's make the vital signs low and slow. So dropping the respiratory rate and the blood pressure and the client dies. So they're, they're willfully and intentionally killing patients. And it's insane. And, and, and that's what we're saying. Like, it is a scary time to be a new grad nurse because they're giving you only like one to two months of preceptorship. You need at least how many, six months? Like when I first got on, my new grad program was at least four months. Uh, how long was your year? Um, I think it should be four months med surge or maybe step down and six months definitely in the ICU at least minimum. Yeah. And new grad nurses are coming on the floor. And it's, it's not the new grad's fault. It's the hospital's fault. But it's, it's also the industry's fault for not treating the staff nurses correctly and pushing them away to do, you know, the travel nursing. It's just there's not enough appreciation and, you know, and support for the backbone of the hospital. 80% of the hospital is nurses. And the hospitals itself aren't doing enough, um, it seems like. So, yeah. I agree 100%. I'm a, tra- I'm a travel nurse. I did leave um, the hospital that I absolutely loved. I loved working there. I was so proud to work there. And things got just so horrible that I had to I had to say goodbye. It still makes me sad when I think about it. But um, I really love the hospital where I'm working now and just kind of enjoying myself So I have to tell you guys about an experience I had with a nursing student. So you know I've been doing travel nursing. Well, this hospital where I'm at has a lot of LPN students doing their clinicals there. So one of them was following me around one day and she noticed my stethoscope. And of course, y'all know the Echo Technology Company that sponsors our podcast. They teamed up with Littman to make the stethoscopes, to beat all stethoscopes, the 3M Littman Core Digital Stethoscope. And this is the one that I use now. So she said, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to try one of those. So of course I let her use it and she just could not stop talking about it for the rest of the shift. It was so cute. She was like, you know, I can't hear anything with my normal stethoscope because I have tinnitus. And so she was so excited because she could actually hear what heart sounds were supposed to sound like. She said, I'm going to ask for one of these for graduation. And I was like, yeah, you definitely should. So just so you know, the echo technology that makes the stethoscope so amazing. Um, You can enable it with a flip of a switch. You can turn it on and off. It has active noise cancellation up to 40 times amplification, wireless auscultation using Bluetooth technology. It connects with Echo's free app and software so that you can visualize, record, share, live stream, analyze heart sounds, lung sounds, and whatever body sounds you want to listen to. So you can go to echohealth.com and use the promo code GNBN to get 10% off your order. And that's Echo is spelled E-K-O, by the way. So it's echohealth.com and use the GNBN promo code to get 10% off your order. And cannot wait for which, which I guess that kind of brings us for the Goodner story. I thought we could just talk about the Creator Con and what we're going to be doing in Austin, because I feel like there's a lot of good nurses that are going to be down there. And I cannot wait. So one thing that I'm really excited about is Family Feud, because we yeah, we're going to be teaching a lot of stuff. We're going to be learning all about 
um, how to create courses, how to create a small business, how to how to do podcasting and how to how to make money on social media. But we're also going to be having fun. We have a taco bar. There's going to be a cash bar there. And we're going to play Family Feud. And Mike, you're going to be the host of Family Feud. It's going to be so much fun. I am going to be the host. I'll be Steve Harvey with the big mustache. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. If, if you guys don't know uh, what we're talking about, we're going to be doing a big conference down in Austin, Texas. It's basically a masterclass to show you how to be an influencer, but n- not even really an influencer. Show you how to bring your skill set with whatever you do onto the online platform. So, for example, I'm going to show you guys how to make YouTubes from any skills that, that you have. Also, Jessica Sykes shows you how to get a Facebook following that monetizes, you know, I think she's doing like a f- tens of thousands of dollars a month now. And all we're trying to do is show you from creators that have actually done it and show you guys how to get there, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I know. There's a, there's a nurse, it's going to be like aesthetic nursing. That's, that's real big, Botox injections and all of that stuff. Um, there's a nurse who, who has a very successful business, and she actually has a business teaching other nurses how to get into that aesthetic nursing. She's going to be there. She's going to teach us if there's anybody there that wants to learn that. She'll be there also. Yes, it will be recorded for people who cannot attend. There is a virtual ticket and an in-person ticket. Um, the in-person ticket is a little more because we it, the taco bar is included and, and obviously the venue and all that stuff. But yeah, you can you can watch virtually. It will be streaming live and then we'll record it if you want to watch it for like up to a year. Yeah. How do they get a link to that or where do they go? You go to nursecreatorcon.com. That's our website. We kind of did it last year, sort of. We we did like a last minute, hey, let's everybody meet in Nashville and see if we could pull something like this off. But we it wasn't really publicized. And we actually pulled it off. And we were like, hey, we might be able to actually do this. Where should we do it next year? So we decided in Austin. I think next the actual, next year in 2023, we're going to come to Las Vegas, Mike. No way. Yeah. So if you guys didn't know, I uh, have my primary residency in Vegas, which is kind of cool. And there's so much to do like outside of the Vegas Strip. There's like the Red Rocks, a national park. There's also Lake Las Vegas and Lake Mead. You can rent a boat for like 150 bucks for the whole day. It's pretty cool. Um, But yeah, it's pretty fun. Miami would be fun too. Miami would be really cool. Um, That would be fun. Let me see here. Okay, so guys, go to nursecreatorcon.com. You guys can see the tickets there. Also, there's going to be a virtual streaming version, as well as you're going to be able to go in even after the conference is done and basically stream your own stuff, kind of like Masterclass, which I'm really excited to see uh, Jessica Sykes, Nurse Jessica stuff, because I want to know how to monetize Facebook. For so long, I've just like ignored Facebook, and I'm like, man... I yeah, think I think a lot of people are, are excited about that, especially people who are kind of already in the space to, trying to do it, trying to do it. And you realize how hard it is, you know, to get anything done on Facebook. And she is killing it on there. So I love I love that the, this group of nurses, which I feel like that's just how nurses are anyway. But this group of nurse, nurses in particular, we all are just the, the type of people that we're just like, hey, I'll teach you everything I know. Um, we're not competitive against each other at all. We're just, you know, we're just friends and trying to help each other out, which I love so much. And, and that's the beauty of it because the average, um, what was it? The average life cycle of a bedside nurse, I think these stats came out a few years ago, it's five years. So 
just take 10, 10 new grads that start at bedside today won't be there after five years. And that is pretty mind boggling because listen, like there's so many opportunities now, you know, you can get into Botox aesthetics. I got into teaching, um, you know, everyone gets into like, you know, either leadership or whatever it is like home health or even, um, case management. There's a lot of stuff to do now. And the, at the rate we're going and reaching burnout, because it's, it feels like the hospitals aren't doing enough. It just, they throw a pizza party and try to put a bandaid on it and then give the CEOs, there's millions of dollars in a bonus rather than, you know, give you the support, give you the equipment and, you know, just give you the training to do your job. So there's a lot of other avenues that you guys can get into. If you guys have any skill set to share, we're going to show you how to put courses together and really do what we do. Um, because it's really cool to see so many students like, you know, liking my stuff and, you know, being able to help so many people. And you guys can do the same exact thing. If you really have any skill set and you just don't know how to get started, we're, we're here to help you because nurses, real nurses are the ones that help other nurses, you know, so. Oh, I agree with that 100%. Nurses like us are the ones that are encouraging to each other. We don't bully each other during shift change. We we encourage each other. We we understand when we make mistakes. We all make mistakes. If someone makes a mistake in front of me, do you know the first thing that I do? I tell them a mistake that I made before. That's the first thing I do because it immediately disarms them. They They can kind of be like, okay, good. Um, because you know why I do that? Because another nurse did that for me when I was a new nurse. And I have kept that with me ever since it made me feel so much better. Um, I remember feeling horrified that I made a mistake. And then she told me this hilarious story, <laughs> this hilarious story about how when she was brand new nursing student on the floor, and the nurse, the, the charge nurse gave her one of those stethoscopes that had the little coiled, like, um, thermometer thing. I mean, sorry, thermometer. It had a little coiled thing and it was attached. And she said, here, go take everybody's temperature. And so she went and got everybody's temperature on the floor. And then she came back and handed it to the charge nurse. She said, okay, I'm done. And she said, oh, did you find the probe covers? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... That's pretty nasty going into every single person's mouth. Hopefully she cleaned it in between. I remember when I first started as a tech, um, I used in my hospital, we had the red thermometers, which if you guys don't know, the red thermometers is for the butt. So those mm-hmm. thermometers don't go in the mouth, obviously. Right. So you, never. you never put a red thermometer, which goes up the butt into the mouth. No. And I remember almost doing it to a client and then a nurse stopped me like, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? What are you doing? so yeah it's it's pretty funny all right guys so um to wrap it up we are doing nurse creator con at nursecreatorcon.com we're showing you guys how to pretty much put together master classes um to show off your skill set like i did with simple nursing like jessica sykes is doing with her videos like tina is doing with her podcast Go to nursecreatorcon.com and you guys can see the tickets if you're in the Austin area this month or if you guys want to stream it or if you just want to, you know, have a playback like a list of videos uh, like you do with my videos and uh, and go back and get the masterclass series that we're showing you guys. So I really hope you guys get there. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. So Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. And I also want to uh, tell it 
to uh, give a shout out to our sponsors because we do have a couple of companies that have said, hey, we want to support you, you nurses trying to get together and do something like this. So CBD Stat has is helping to pay for all of us to get together down there. And um, also Echo Devices, the company that does the stethoscope, L- Littman stethoscope that has the little Echo uh, attachment with it, the Cardiology 4, really that thing cool. is so cool. You Dude, have one, no, don't you? Is- they sent you one. That is so good. I mean, I don't really use the Echo one, right? Because it's like, I need it to be a, I don't do it. What am I saying? I don't work bedside anymore. But here's the Echo. That's This thing right here is dope because you, you click that little button, right? And then you can hear like heart sounds so easily. Mm-hmm. And it was always hard for me to hear heart sounds. But with that one, it's really easy to do it. You can hear everything with that with that set scope. It's unbelievable. I use it every single day that I work um, at the bedside. And I also use my CBD stat every night on my feet because that stuff works. Let me tell you, if you get plantar fasciitis. Um, and also LegalNurse.com, they are helping us to pay for the, the, the creator con. And they also are sending one of their best and brightest legal nurse consultants, Robert Malaire, down to help uh, all of us understand you know, what legal nurse consulting is, how to get into it, if that's something that you're interested in. That's a fascinating field. That's fascinating specialty that I'm kind of interested in myself. I can't wait to learn more about that. Oh, yeah. And I mean, speaking of all the good nurse, bad nurse, specifically the bad nurse, like how to navigate yourself legally is, uh, is a big thing and keeping your license and making sure to maintain it, which is, trust me, you want to make sure you're in good hands and you know the, uh, the things to do if anything gets in, if anyone gets in trouble. We're, we're actually launching our new NCLEX study plan. It's pretty cool, to be honest. Um, for And Tina, this is pretty amazing. We're actually creating an algorithm where students just take an assessment exam and it creates an NCLEX study plan for them for free, which is really cool. And no one's doing it right now in, in our, you know, in our field. Like Kaplan's just like, give me $500. And like everyone's like, give me money first. And I think it should be the other way around. I think you should give everyone, you know, the freedom and, you know, to try everything as well as create an actual NCLEX study plan. Like so many people have so many different study plans out there. And so we're trying to create something that works for everyone for free, which is kind of cool. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That's a that's that's wonderful. It's exactly what they need, especially during this this time when nursing students, I, f- I feel like, are having a particularly difficult time. Uh, a lot of the nursing students that I'm coming across that are still in clinicals their first year, they didn't even get to spend any time at the bedside. So they're really, you know, they're it's 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 kind of it's hard out there for them right now. Oh, it's so hard right now. And this is the reason why I think that Nurse Creator Con is so exciting, because so many times it, the lie that every new grad tells themselves is I'm going to do bedside for 20, 30 years, the rest until I die, right? Until the rest of my career. So many times you get, you know, so many other interests going on and the burnout rate is 50% won't be at bedside in five years. And then the number goes even down further at 10 years or even 15 years. So we're going to be showing you guys how to Use your skill set to create something just like I made simple nursing for you guys and you guys love it so much. Tina created a podcast with uh, Good Nurse, Bad Nurse and the Murder Mysteries like you guys just heard, as well as Jessica Sykes with her Facebook videos. Um, and so it's some of the best minds are coming together and holding your hand through this masterclass series. So guys, go to um, nursecreatorcon.com and you guys can sign up there if you're in the Austin area. If you're not, you can stream it and you can also 
buy it now, save it for later, and play the videos after we do the convention. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. But Absolutely. Looking forward to it. We have some free tickets to give away. I just don't know how to give them away. What Do you have any ideas? I don't know. How about this, guys? We have some free tickets. Go ahead. Go over here to nursecreatorcon.com and just sign up on the mailing list. And first two who sign up, Tina's going to give you guys some free tickets. I want some free tickets. I'm just kidding. When you do that, send me a message so that I know, because uh, that way I'll know you you signed up. I, I don't know that it sends me like a notification or something. So just send me a message saying, hey, I'm signing up from the live. Hey. <laughs> Sounds good. I love it. <laughs> well, I am going to wrap up the episode over here that I'm recording. Remind everybody on here where they can find you. You guys can find me at simplenursing.com or YouTube is our number one social media area. We're also on TikTok and Instagram on Simple Nursing. And after CreatorCon, we're going to be really into Facebook. So, <laughs> But um, go ahead and find us on simplenursing.com. If you guys are a nursing student or going to be taking the NCLEX, uh, we would love to help you pass with our short, simple videos that just gives you all the memory tricks and key points that you need to pass. And you guys know you can find me at goodnursebadnurse.com, but please go to nursecreatorcon.com and check out uh, the event that we're having in Austin on September 24th. If you can't be there in person, you can be, you can get a virtual ticket and be online. I'd love to connect, be able to connect with you. And I also want to remind you that even if you're a bad girl or a bad boy, be a good nurse.